Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and I'm joined by this guy, Wib. Hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drama Matt. Hello. Hello. I haven't left yet. I'm <laughs> no. still here from last time. No, like we weren't even going to do it with like Drama Matt and he was just, he literally just stayed on the couch for the last two weeks. It's like, okay, well, hmm, awkward not to include him now, so... <laughs> I mean, at least staying here for the entire two weeks gives me an excuse to have having done nothing since the last podcast. <laughs> Which is so. better than the reality of that you have just done nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but we'll come to the interesting drummer Matt's done nothing all week section later, I guess. Oh yes, that's the most interesting section <laughs> that people tune in for. See, now I'm, I'm going to warm up the audience now with the Sniper's Done Fucking Nothing segment of the, uh, <laughs> okay. of the show. There is one thing we do have to get out of the way. Very early on. Now, we're in a band. We are in a band. We are in a band. Mm-hmm. Drummer Matt is the lead guitarist. Yeah, hence the name. Hence yeah. the name. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we also, we have a new album that we want to record, and we are kickstarting this this lovely new album. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. We're pretty uh, excited about this project, as you can tell. Yeah, it's, it's up on Kickstarter. We're trying to raise a thousand pounds to get it recorded and printed. Because it turns out it's really fucking expensive to record yeah. a full album. Like, ludicrously expensive. So... Yeah, more than the money we're asking for, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> you know, we couldn't ask for more, because we just want to get it done. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, I guess I'll put a link to it in any of the descriptions, because really annoyingly, Kickstarter doesn't give you like a really nice, simple link, does it? Does it not? I don't know. Probably not. We'll look into that. This we'll is how professional that. we are, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, we know what we're dealing with. There Regardless, will be a link somewhere. Yeah. Look at our social media things and you will see a Kickstarter for our band's new album. And if nothing else, it'll be a way for you to get a physical copy of the album if you live overseas. Yeah. So that will be a cool thing. And I will be doing the artwork, so I'll be doing. Hopefully, it won't be terrible, and it should hopefully look pretty. I'll be doing some of the sketches, which is one of the tier rewards. So sorry in advance if you get that. <laughs> it's probably going to be horrifying dicks or something. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be veiny, whatever. It'll it is. be what? Yes, <laughs> that is that is frighteningly accurate. <laughs> this is also our uh, our album before we go on a hiatus. Yeah. So no. yeah, not trying to bribe you, but you might you might want to fucking yeah. try. Do and, it now or do it not at all. Yeah. But Basically, because we're being awkward, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> but with that, uh, with that blatant self-promotion out of the way, um, one thing we should probably talk at least a tiny little bit about is that E3 has been and gone. It has, yes, and as always, we paid fuck all attention to it <laughs> yep. and waited until it was over until we could cherry pick what we were interested in. Yeah, I, like, I think it's because because we do the the YouTube thing and we've now started doing this, I now realise that at some point, um, out of sheer necessity, I'm going to have to start paying attention to what happens at E3. But today is not that day, so this (laughs) might be the last year I can avoid avoid paying attention to it. So we we have to relish this year. Yeah, I'm I'm relishing it, but I I did go through and uh, look look through all the games that were announced and trailers that were released... um, and so I cherry picked the ones that I thought were interesting um, to talk a little bit about, and I, I forced um, Snipe to watch them as well. Yeah, forced me. It was horrible. <laughs> was the case with the David Cage one? Oh my um, god! Don't even. Ooh, okay, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> uh, and I assume, Matt, you have not seen a goddamn single one of no, them. Well, you're wrong, actually. Really? No, I did say I kept up with a bit, a bit of the news. Okay. I don't know if I. I haven't actually. Okay, no, you are te- actually you are right. I haven't. Am, am, I, complete, am I completely right? No. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen any of the trailers. I've read about most of the trailers. Ah. Because okay. I can do that at work. Um, I hope my boss isn't listening. Um, <laughs> at lunchtime. You do stuff, that when I can, you're I can read. I can read things, but you can't get videos. So it means I've read uh, people's reactions and descriptions of the trailers, or a lot ah. of the trailers, but I've not actually got around to actually seeing any of them. Okay. Um, but I know a bit about some of them. Okay, well, I am. Um... more than I expected. 
Well, there's sort of <laughs> I'm impressed. four <laughs> nice. that we were sort of interested in hmm. of stuff that was released. There was um, actual in-game footage of Dawn of War 3 released. Ah, I, I was going to say, because the trailer for that was released a few months ago. Yeah, and the trailer is fucking amazing, grimdark, <laughs> and awesomeness. It, yeah, it I love is it. tis beauty, one um, could say. The game itself does not look, any, look even remotely like it. Um, okay. It's a much more simplistic, I don't, I don't want to say cartoony, but it's a much more vibrant look than okay. Dawn of War's had previously. Um, a lot of people are seemingly getting a little little bit um, worried about it because of how over-the-top bits, bits and pieces are. Like, there is a guy doing backflips in Terminator armor, which previously was the realm only of the novels of C.S. Goto. Have you seen any of the stuff Games Workshop put out recently? It's basically Actually, just, that's a very it, good They're point. getting more and more ridiculous. Yeah, I guess the games yeah. are just trying to keep up yeah. with that. I mean, they're nowhere. They're still behind, but... Yeah, no, I... I yeah. I, I honestly, I didn't even know. Like, I, I can acknowledge that he did. I think it's actually, it's actually a front flip. I think, but everyone says a back flip. So Whatever. Um, he did. He did some crazy acrobatics while wearing like fucking tactical dreadnought armor. Yeah, and people, I don't know. It seems like Dawn of War's always been a little bit over the top, anyway. Yeah. So it, okay, I mean, Warhammer Forty Thousand yeah. is fucking outrageous. Yeah. But it's not back flipping stupid outrageous. Yeah. Really. I, honestly, I think it's that that thing where I'll need to see it in complete context of, like, when you're actually playing the game. Because if yeah, you, like, exactly. really harp on, like, individual features, um, sometimes you can get a really negative kind of thing. And the thing is... Was was it so, like, there was, a, like, a finishing move type thing um, that he was doing? Or was no, it was kind of a leap into battle. Oh, okay. Because I think people were talking about that, the similar thing in, in in the new Doom, apparently. There was all the various finishing moves and ridiculous things. That's a very good point. And everyone actually. was getting really angry and saying, oh, these are going to be crap, It takes it's going to take you away from the game. But apparently in the game, it's just like, yeah, this is badass. Yeah, someone Much who's like played, the rest of the game. Yeah, so someone who's played a hell of a lot of it. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like really worried. Because I'm sure they sped them up in-game, like the actual game yeah, itself. Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah, like, and it actually is really good because it, like, it breaks... It, it gives you a little mini break to reorient yourself and gives you health and ammo. And actually, it works really well for yeah, flight. So maybe it'll so, be like uh, yeah, that. That's the thing you don't know from yeah, the trailer. You can't, so. you can't, that's the kind of. Yeah, trailers is there to yeah. lie to you. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was just gameplay, um, okay. but it did it, it is very early on, yeah. and you didn't yeah. really see anything of how the UI will okay. work or anything. It was more just kind of the raw, the actual engine doing its thing. Um, but you can have um, Imperial Knights now, which um, you sort of have as like a superhero unit. Superhero okay. unit. So they have capes. <laughs> no, I... no worst game. No. Don't boycott it. <laughs> no, no, the, the big, the, the small, the things that um, look like small titans, but yeah. officially yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. actually titans. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know what they are. I was just wondering if okay. in the game they had capes because that would be amazing. <laughs> I think they do have the crotch flaps. Oh, nice. Crotch um, capes. Crotch capes. capes. Sweet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it looks interesting. Um, but again, it's a you need to see a bit later on to see how it's actually yeah. going to work. So at the end of the day, um, Dawn of War One and Dawn of War Two are both very, very different games. Yes, that was going to be my next question. It's more like Dawn of War One. Okay, oh, much better. Okay. So it's more of a straight RTS, but it yeah, has. Okay. M- but from what I can gather, it, it, they've taken on like the your heroes kind of yeah, operate that, like yeah, they. It'll, ca- it'll have a slight leveling up. Like yeah. three laney, whatever those MOBA games, like the element. <laughs> Doctor Mobbers. All games have that now, so yeah, you'll have yeah. some kind of progression within each one, I reckon. Uh, probably, it does seem like they're, they're taking some of the like hero, like leveling up thing from Dawn of War Two and putting that in Dawn of War Mon's base building kind of model. Okay. Oh, um, best of both so yeah, hopefully it should be the, be- the best of both worlds. So that that's good. When's it um, out? Do I they think say? it's next year. I Most think. of the games that we're interested in are out like next year. Okay. All unknown. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the other trailer, which is actually something that was... It was shown last year, um, but they showed a lot more of it this year, was Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Have you seen any of that? Which one's that? That's the one with the redhead lady, who's, it, where it's basically third-person, redhead lady, Far Cry Robot 3, with dinosaurs? robot dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I've seen a bit go. of... I think, actually, the bit of that I've seen is... It was Total Biscuit doing one of his talking about videos with footage in the background, and the footage was from that. Yeah. So I've sort of seen a bit of it. <laughs> no, it looks really, really cool because it's it's like, yeah, it looks like third person Far Cry, but instead of hunting animals or people, really, you're hunting Zoids. And that's the coolest shit yeah, that in the world. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just want it. I want to play it. It's, it's like the 
third game for the PS4 that like actually makes me want to buy a PS4. So we're getting there. <laughs> it's almost worth almost it. Almost justified. Because <laughs> you well, you want to you want to play until dawn. So I want to play Bloodborne, and now we both want to play until dawn. Until dawn. <laughs> uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero I don't know any of the context, but it's a fairly terrible name. It's a t- oh, yeah. <laughs> you could say that. If it was just called Horizon or Zero Dawn, yeah. I honestly fine. think you could name basically any game Horizon Zero Dawn, and it'd be just as fitting. Yeah, yeah it really hasn't. If it, oh god, it's a terrible name. If it was Redhead Woman Murders the Dinobots, I'd be like, you know what? That's a better name. It's up front. You know, At least it's like, hmm, I wonder what that game's about. No, that is not going to be a question you're asking. It, it tells you everything right there in the title. It can be the snakes on a plane of video games. <laughs> but one, actually, there's one touch I noticed in the um, in the tra- in the trailers they've released. I didn't notice on the original stuff. I mean, no doubt it was there, but I just didn't notice it. Which is that obviously um, the main kind of humans are like in a tribalistic state because mm. um, it's like a post-apocalypse yeah. kind of thing. Um, but on top of wearing like furs and things, where you would expect there to be animal trophies like skulls, it's parts of the robots. So there's nice. like so like the there's like a blade that she's using, um, and it's like on a rough old stick. But the end of it, the actual blade part, is very obviously from a robot. So yeah. it's just like neatly she's machine tooled like, thing. She's got like shurikens that are made of CDs of Microsoft and Carter. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> it, and now I hope that would be a thing. That would I, be that's a DLC. No, paid yeah. DLC. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> pre-order bonus. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear God! We can, be naive, we can be naively optimistic about these things until we announce how I'm, much I, I, yeah. you get for pre-ordering it. Yeah. Oh yeah, robot dinosaurs are a well, pre-order bonus. Well, I actually think I just didn't even look at what Ubisoft were putting out. Oh fucking! Because mm. then it's just oh hey, do you want to see this trailer of this game that's coming out in 2017? Oh by the way, you can pre-order it already. Here's the bonus. Also, mm. it has like watchtowers you can climb. <laughs> oh, they did actually it's say set on the moon. And it has moon towers to climb to reveal more parts of the moon. They did legitimately say, I can't remember which which Ubisoft um, sandbox game it is, because all Ubisoft games are sandbox games. Um, but I can't remember which one it was, but they've explicitly come out and said, yeah, there's no radio towers in this one. Thank fuck. <laughs> well, there was fucking radio towers in Far Cry Primal. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's like, fucking... There what? was radio towers in The Crew, and you were a car. <laughs> <laughs> Car coring up a radio tower. It's, wow, I never knew how much I wanted that, but they probably did it badly, huh? Not sure that makes it better or worse. If they're acknowledging that what, what's like so stupid about a lot of their games, it means that they know about it. It's, Why haven't they changed it before now? Because it's Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Um, like if you want to file a complaint with their with their company, you have to climb about eight fucking radio towers. Well, this is on top of Ubisoft's HQ. There's just it's just covered in radio it's, towers. It's, that's how they get to the bathroom. They have to ignite like two fucking radio towers and find like fifty feathers, and then they can finally <laughs> use the toilet. Is that it? The reason they put it in is not because of just some arbitrary game mechanic that that like sells well or whatever. It's because at Ubisoft HQ, there's radio towers everywhere. To, so to them, this is just normal. This is what Either they think that, the like. Yeah. or it's a protest. Like mechanic, where they're like, "This is how, this is what our lives are like." See how you guys hate it. Imagine how we feel. This is literally every day of every li- like every day of our lives. In order to see my wife giving birth to our little girl in the hospital, I had to climb forty-seven radio towers and upgrade my AK forty-seven forty-seven times. It's the worst. <laughs> Please, <laughs> this is hell. Well, maybe Ubisoft should communicate that in a more succinct manner, because as it stands, we just think they're lazy pricks. Yeah, but yeah. Ubisoft... And to be fair, they could have avoided a lot if they just pre-ordered their wife. <laughs> <laughs> With, oh, yeah, the pre-order bonus was a child. <laughs> Little girl DLC, available when you pre-order the hardcore version. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Oh, there was also um, David Cage's new game. Oh my god, okay. So, okay. uh, are, you, are you familiar with the work of David Cage? Yes, yes, yes. He yeah, met Ellen Page, didn't you know? He, <laughs> <laughs> he has met Ellen Page. Yeah. He he gave her a folder full of pictures of her as a child. To and yet say, she still worked for him. Yeah, to say, look, at, I can animate you as a child. Look how good I am at this. And rather than, you know, getting a restraining order, kicking her out of, out of the office or whatever, and um, never speaking to him again, she worked with him. And mm, then later like involved in legal action because um, they uh, modelled her tits uh, when they yeah. made a nude version of her model. Yeah, but it wasn't just tits, was it? I think yeah, I think was it was it everything. Just, it was the was whole it, was nine. It, yeah, I, I never actually saw it because 
well, it felt awful yeah, to actually see that, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. But yeah, he's made a new game called Detroit um, Become Human, which I keep wanting to call Becoming? Beyond, become Human. Or become. It's a bad name. I keep wanting to say Beyond Human. Beyond Human well, Size Detroit. sense. Yeah. Like, as a phrase. And especially because Beyond... Like, Beyond Two Souls was Beyond Colon Two Souls. So Is this should... Detroit Colon Become Human? I think so, yeah. Detroit oh, that makes a bit more sense. Is okay. a robot that wants to become human. It's not, no, it's not about Detroit, the city, becoming a human. Although that would well, be that would be a way game. better game, to be fair. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's David Cage. And it's like, I looked at that trailer and I was like, you know what, this looks kind of cool, but it's David Cage, so it's going to be really bad. Mm. And like, and, oh, that makes me sound like I'm such a dick. But no, like, I, I, I really enjoyed, like, Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy. The like, first time. The, yeah, first time. <laughs> and I was young and needed the money. And, no, but like, the, like, the first, like, hour of that... Is really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like George Lucas. He needs someone to hit him with a rolled up newspaper every time he comes up with a <laughs> stupid idea. He's like, so then the lady gets wrecked. <laughs> no, we're not going to go for the easy mode. Now try and actually write a story. No magical homeless people. Come on. No shower scene for some fucking reason. Okay, now you need to concentrate. I'm just sitting there going, okay, there's going to be a girl robot on here that somehow gets raped. Okay, well, just for the people uh, people at home, um, if they've not seen the Become Human... Okay, yeah, I guess you should probably explain before I start ranting yes. and raving about it. And it's it's basically every sci-fi story about robots you've ever heard of. So um, have where, a wild stab. What do um, you think that means? Where you, you know, if, you, if you want to try and guess... Um, it would be a complete guess. I don't know, something about the AI going bad and taking... And- Destroying everything. Uh, think more um, where robots are a part of society. Uh, okay. Um, don't know. Robot butlers. You're close. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. You have to. Okay. Me. Well, basically every every kind of Asimov type story. Um, a robot cannot harm people. Where, you robot know, figures out how to harm people. Well, robots are a part of society. Um, there are there is prejudice against them. And the robots are just trying to find their place, and some of them are going going bad and are upset at their masters for being dicks. Dicks, um, and robots caught in the middle who don't really who aren't like full on going like trying to kill people, but also you know you're supposed to empathise with, and everyone's just kind of being a dick to them for being a robot. Hmm. Like you, we've seen that story a million times, yeah. not just in video games, but in movies and books, like so many times. Um, that but, and calling it Detroit is just like begging it to be compared to Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> which is like yeah. the best Robo movie and it, he's a cop. Mm. So... But yeah, but look, looking at the trailer you go, actually this looks looks quite good but yeah, there is just that niggling thing in the back of your head that's going, but I know it's it's a Quantic Dream. You, well, I think it is Quantic Dream. Yeah. I know it's David Cage anyway. Yeah. Like, do you remember when Heavy Rain looked good? Do you remember like all the promises, like the Molyneux level promises he made with that fucking game? <laughs> mm. Like, fuck, I remember getting swept up in the hype for that when I still had a soul. And it was just like, it was crushing when I finally got it. And I was like, oh no, uh, like, in, in the beginning it was like, oh yeah, play this as many times as you want. Every time, the, the origami killer will be a different person. And it'll be always, all, like, all these different things. And I'm like, that is amazing, yeah. like ultimate detective game. And then it comes out and he's like, don't ever play it more than once. And it's the same guy every time. And um, we've cut like fucking 60 hours of content out of it. So half of the things in there don't make sense. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it reminds, Heavy Rain reminded me a little of Modern Warfare 2. Of a story that you can play through once and be entertained by it, but the moment you stop and think about any of the details of the plot of like how <laughs> point A gets to point B, you go, none of this makes any kind of sense. No. This is a crazy story for crazy people. What Although is happening? I'd, I'd say that Modern Warfare 2 had a lot more emotional believability in it. Well, yeah, because it's not written by a man who doesn't actually know what emotions are. Yeah. It, it also had significantly less shower scenes. <laughs> Much to my disappointment. Well, yeah. <laughs> We all want to see Price in the shower. Ooh. Uh, though I'm sure we have missed probably some trailers that people will want to hear us talk about. Uh, there's only one other one that I really noticed that was cool. Which was Death Stranding. Which is a weird name. It was Kojima. He yeah, there's, fucking... there's a pattern here of weird names. Yeah, um, so Death Stranding, which is Hideo Kojima's new, new game. Now he is free of the evil clutches of Konami. Yes. And he's decided that, you know... Konami can fuck off and he's going to be as fucking weird as he wants. Yeah. Didn't he basically spend like six months or something wandering around 
the corridors of various like published things, finding out which one he could be the weirdest in. Probably, yeah. like, he went on like a tour that's, and then went round various publishers. And I things. have not heard that. That I'm is sure incredible. He did. Where sure after we couldn't do it because he was still employed by Konami, but he wasn't oh, no, he allowed was to do holiday. anything. So or, yeah, mm, really I think he, sure he went on like a tour. Basically, he just had a bit of a wonder. Can you imagine like being having a dick that big of walking into any corporate office and being like, "What will you give me?" And then just throwing <laughs> shit at you and going, "My lord!" Oh, and he's like, "Maybe I'll fucking think about it." And just like. <laughs> Swagging out yeah. like a fucking pro, dude. <laughs> well, he just walks in and go, and they go, well, you know, why do you think you've got the right to be such a big dick pirate? And he's like, well, because I'm Hideo Kojima and I made Metal Gear Solid. And, and all like, of them fair just enough. throw themselves at his feet and go, I'm so sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> but yeah, so Death Stranding or Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus, as it is more commonly or, known, or the working title Shower with Your Dad Simulator 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the trailer for that is fucking weird and doesn't help you in any way understand what it's about. You Have get... you seen the trailer? I haven't. It's oh my god! Okay. I think I've I've read about yeah. So Walking Dead guy with a baby or something. Yeah. So Norman Reedus, Funky Fetus. Uh, Funky Fetus. Norman Reedus wakes up naked on a beach full of dead crabs. Okay. Um, finds it's a symbolic. Yeah. Finds a baby, which he hugs and cries a bit. And it looks and it really just, weird. It, no, it's not just a bit. It feels like it goes on for about 15 minutes because it just keeps <laughs> zooming in on his face going, look at her face technology. You can see the pain and anguish. Look at him be sad. It's, it's, it's fucking weird. And then the baby disappears and he's like, oh, that fucking baby's disappeared. But then there's baby handprints in like tar being left down him. On his leg and it's like nearly peeing but not really so it's not that weird. And then like, this, instead of dead crabs, it's dead fish and he's like... <gasps> And then the big handprints, and then, like, it zooms out, and he's got, like, handprints all over him, and he's like, my hands are dirty, covered in black tar sand, and that's really bad. And then it's a fucking the view of the sunset, and it's like, what the fuck? There's, like, five people, I think it's five, just hovering in the distance. They're just chilling out, being like, hey, Norman Reedus, who, who had the funky fetus for a moment. Hey. Yeah, and then everyone is <laughs> everyone is left going. So Kojima, you know how you were always kind of weird. Oh yeah, no one's telling you no anymore, are they? No one is telling him no anymore. And no. I honestly, I can't wait to see what the fuck that psychotic yeah. motherfucker comes out with. I guess that's the thing. Like, whereas we've seen what happens when no one says no to David Cage. <laughs> He just creates garbage. Whereas yeah. we haven't seen what would happen if no one said no to Kojima, like, completely. Well, I mean, like, he wanted to with Snatcher. I can't... I'm pretty sure this is legit. Um, what he wanted to do was put, like, a chemical strip or something in a in the actual disc for it, so that when it was heated up, it would smell like blood. So you'd feel <laughs> like you're in a crime scene. Can you imagine <laughs> what this motherfucker is going to do with no rains? <laughs> Holy shit, our houses are going to be smelling like fried chicken and fucking blood and it's the baby smell and it's, oh my god. I'll be honest, I don't want my, like, front room to smell of a dirty Norman Reedus and a fetus. Are that, you sure? Mm, That's I, the pre-order mm. bonus, so. <laughs> <laughs> Every copy has been authentically rubbed between Norman Reedus's legs on a hot day. It was leathery man thighs. <laughs> Wasn't he signed up to do Norman Reedus to, to do something to do with PT? Yes, he was signed so, up to do Silent Hills. Yeah. yeah, so it was like Guillermo del Toro, Hideo Kojima, and Norman Reedus, yes. and then Konami went. Guess so what? My next we don't question like things. Is um, Del Toro involved in this, or do you I think he so. will be? Not- if Norman Reedus has moved across it, maybe I know that Kojima could- and Del Toro have been having dinner, and they are actually quite good mates. So it's like they are definitely going to work together. But it's, I'm not sure if it's mm. Death Stranding. I think mm. if it were if they, Del Toro was going to be involved in it, they would have talked about it already. Mm. Yeah. Like that would be yeah. it. Would be yeah. you know True. they would have put the three names yeah. up from yeah. the center. So definitely. But then again, Kojima is Kojima, and he's he's a very strange gent. <laughs> what so... if the game comes out and then it goes oh yeah by the way Del Toro's involved in this I didn't tell you up till now because I thought it would be a fun lark oh, do you remember <laughs> the MGS5 fucking crazy fiasco where like they he had like a doctor a character who was a doctor in it that like transplanted someone's head or something and then some crazy guy in Spain or whatever was like He's blatantly ripped off my image because that looks a lot like me because he looked like a fucking mad scientist <laughs> And I, I've been doing this stuff with reattaching people's heads. 
And, like, people were like, what if this is, like, Kojima playing the long game? This could be a thing. Like, people were, like, it was, like, fucking, I'm not saying everyone, just, like, a small group were like, that sounds like something Kojima would do. It was, like, basically plant this guy in Spain, <laughs> give him ten years of medical <laughs> research, just just so he could up and go, but, it, that, but that's me, and I'm suing you. It's like... You will fucking knows with Kojima, like oh my god! You just guy. can't put anything past him because you, you can't. Any story that's really, really weird, like the weirder it gets, the more you assume it's something he's done, just because he's that kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got such a fantastic brain. Yeah, he comes up with the weirdest fucking shit. Watch it; it'll come out, and it will be the most garbled mess of a game. <laughs> <laughs> it will be that scene from MGS Two when the Colonel goes a bit strange. I need scissors 61 all the way down. But it'll have no context. No context. It'll just be not... It'll be like staring directly into his brain. It'll be like looking into the <laughs> mouth of madness itself. Well, yeah. I'm interested in playing it. Well, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Just just to see what the fuck is going on in there. That's through Sony. It yeah, is through Sony. Is that a PlayStation exclusive? I believe it so. Will be, yeah. Also, that's the four. Game number four. Yeah, game number yeah. four. So, you that's know, cool. a PS4. Four games worth playing. Mm, by, yeah. the, by the time they release the PS4 in a bit, it might be worth buying a PS4. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 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 yeah. Consoles are in a strange place. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that was the other thing. The one thing I did read quite a bit about at E3 was the Xbox 0.5 or whatever. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Xbox One and a half. Or the, the slightly better one because we didn't make it very good to start with, Box. <laughs> but oh. buy it again, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if this is just going to become the standard with consoles. Yeah, I, I hope not because, you know, like I like consoles being consoles where I put a game in and it fucking plays. Yeah. And like if I want to sit there and install something and fuck around with mods, I'll do that on my PC. Mm. I don't want to fucking... That's like fucking PS3 and Xbone and shit like that. It's like... Yeah, I don't want to install shit. I just want to. I want to plug it and play. I don't want to have an internet connection. But that's just me being an old cranky bastard. Yeah, I think. Unfortunately, consoles haven't been that way for a little while. Yeah, but it's like, hey, do you want to play on a PC where most things aren't optimized, but you'll probably figure it out, or do you want to play on a slightly less good PC mm. that you have to keep buying overly expensive upgrades for? It's like, fuck off. No. Oh uh, like, yeah, I mean, consoles have just been going down that path ever since the yeah, original yeah. Xbox. So I guess it's a tricky one though, because I mean. With like a seven or eight year release time between the different consoles, technology moves on so far. Yeah. It's like you end up getting when they first, you know, it's like, so it ends up being sort of different between what they are and what they could be. So I can I can see why they do it, but I don't. I can definitely see but, it in this generation because the PS4 and Xbox One were on the day of their release inferior to yeah. not even particularly high-end PCs. Yeah. Because normally a new console generation would come out and they would, like, on the day of their release they'd blow whatever, like, PCs were out, out of the water, pretty much, for a month. <laughs> and then PCs would catch up very quickly and then, then pass that point very quickly. But... These were inferior when they came out. So, it, in like, what, eight years or whatever it is? Because I think they've, they've been out for like two years or something, haven't they? Now? Yeah, quite a while something now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in eight years, they're just going to look awful. Yeah. Like, they're going to look like a fucking master system, like, comparatively to whatever PCs will be doing at that point. So, yeah, I can kind of see why they want to, like, iterate upon it, but it is going to make it so that you're going to have that awkward point of games coming out and then... Oh, I've only got a PS4. Yeah, we well, you're gonna have to have minimum. You're gonna have to have minimum specs on the game. Yeah, on a console game, which is just ludicrous. I'd rather just stick to PC. I know that makes yeah. me sound like yeah. a grumpy old bitch who doesn't want to change, but I well, the boot fucking fits. Yeah, but the difference is you can buy a PS4 for what two hundred and fifty or quid to get a PC. Mm, mm. That's a good it's point. A, that, that's the thing. If you've already got a PC, then it makes sense. I, to I, not I guess I am one, starting on like a foot. If you haven't got off. anything, yeah, yeah, it's, that's the thing. People can't. If people can't afford a PC, they have to get a console. Yeah, and then they're two years after they've bought the console, they go, "Oh, well, by the way, there's also been releasing this other one, so half the games you're going to want to get, you're not going to be able to play." Cheers for your money. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, consoles are kind of like the uh, the thing about if you like if you buy cheap boots, um, then they wear out really quickly. But you can't afford the expensive yeah, boots that won't exactly. like, that will last for so, ages. Yeah, it will cost five times as much, but they'll last for seven or eight times as long. So you end up being like, okay, well, it's more cost-effective to buy the expensive one, but I don't have the money for the expensive yeah. one. So you end up buying these cheap it's boots kind of over a, and over again. Kind of life, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting a bit too we're real a bit here too... on the Miss Santa <laughs> yeah. pod. Um, 
so yeah, I guess that was that was all we cared about at E3 until I go and look at another another thing and find out that I missed like five trailers for games that I'm actually super interested in. <laughs> so uh, what have we been up to since we last uh, last recorded? Well, I I've, I'll, I'm going to shock everyone right now. Okay, okay, real real talk. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. You can't. <gasps> you can't. Oh, I'm gasp. sorry. I know. You're not I know. allowed to mention Overwatch. There's one person who might be listening to this who will be super angry that you've just no, mentioned Overwatch. No, he won't because he hates tacos and loves Overwatch. That's why we're bros. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, apart from that, I guess I ate some Stroop waffles today. Was that really a podcast worthy <laughs> thing to say? Yeah, because I'm... I fucking love them. Oh, they are so good. They are so. Do you want one? Maybe later. Okay. Yeah, you're not eating on, on the podcast. That's but, literally the worst. Hi, welcome to the misanthropod. Masticating quint. for your pleasure. We're going to be eating stroop waffles today. Nim. <laughs> oh, that's my dream oh, podcast. Someone would have recorded that for like weird reasons. Oh, it'd be like an ASMR thing. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've also I uh, I couldn't go running for a few days because it was pre- basically pissing it down with rain every single day. And running in the rain is not fun, and yep. it's dangerous. Yeah. So I went out running, like, the other day, and now I have butt ache. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I've, I, I started running about three days ago, again, and my butt is killing me. <laughs> I have the, most, the worst butt pain <laughs> of my life. You see, I remember, like, a day ago, you were saying, I can't possibly talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> I can't tell the whole internet how butt hurt I am. How literally <laughs> butt hurt I am. I legitimately butt hurt you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not about anything in particular. I'm butthurt about running, I suppose. But yeah. But for some reason you felt the need to tell the internet this. I panicked, okay? I was like, well, I watched a movie from... Yeah, like, you haven't done anything else. You have to talk about your butt. I, I've been playing Overwatch and then I got butt ache. <laughs> that, those are not correlated. Oh my sure? God. Yes, I'm fucking Because sure. there is quite a lot of, of butthurt involved in playing Overwatch. Yeah. Oh, I thought Especially you were talking about something fucking else. fucking Hanzo. Oh, fuck Hanzo. Still? Oh, yeah, still fuck Hanzo. Yeah, fuck Forever. him. Fuck, fuck, Hanzo. fuck him and his fucking titties. And his stupid dragon titties. I'm sick of him. Well, since you've done absolutely goddamn nothing... I've been... It's... I've been, like, not doing everything, <laughs> so shut up. Okay? Well, since you've done absolutely goddamn nothing... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what have you been doing, Matt? Um, yeah, Matt, I, what have you been in doing? In breaking news, I've also been doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> How's no, your butt? Is I, it okay? My butt's fine. I've, sure? done no, I've not even played a video game since last time we spoke. I have played board games, and we did a weekend thing. We had the Friday night, started at, like, six-ish, played till whenever we got tired at midnight or whatever. Woke up, had bacon played more games that sounds it was, heavenly it was pretty glorious you had a slumber party we did we had a we, we called it the guy lives in down in Quorn which is a real place not a fake chicken <laughs> for anyone who's not from around I think, I think that's a great uh, a great sentence that's a real place not a fake chicken <laughs> and I guess I'm not just going to explain that to anyone who doesn't know what the other sort of corn is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no um, people what? are going why would it possibly be a fake chicken <laughs> google it god damn um, we? so it was called Quorncon not, not not a slumber party. I, when, you, when you first started talking, I thought you said corn con. No, corn con. Okay. It's hard to pronounce, corn, but corn. fun to do. Okay. Hard to pronounce, but fun to do. Like bukake. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I was going to go for Mila Jokovic, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's way better. Yeah. So corn con. Yeah, good. Played lots of games. We had a good sesh of... I can't remember who ran. We had a D&D, a D&D sesh, which we were going to do a one-off. Um, a guy, one of our, one of the, we've got a few DMs, and he was going to do a one-off session where he's going to write us all evil pirate characters, and we just had to choose from the name in the class which pirate we wanted to be, and to have a one sort of a one-shot thing of getting to run around and just be dicks because you know, we don't usually want to do yeah, use that because yeah. playing an evil party is just a terrible idea in general. Yeah, having evil characters is not the best because um, the only way you can do it is if you're all evil characters. But even then, I think it'd get boring just being a dick all the time. Yeah, I don't know how do, I don't why know. don't you have a party where everyone's evil apart from one like lawful good paladin? <laughs> because he'd have a nervous breakdown yes. and well, die. <laughs> our, our, our lawful good paladin is getting. He's so now focused on justice. He's getting actually more and more evil. Like he'll kill. You know, like he'll want to like take people out if they've even got mm. a slight hint that they're becoming not good themselves it's starting it's starting to get in he's, he's gradually sort of Ooh. dropped in hints as he was going through yeah. and it's pretty cool that sounds so, really fucking yeah. cool actually well it so, is a cool thing provided you stick to the lawful side it's entirely possible to play an evil paladin who still thinks they're good yeah 
Well, so, I mean, well, yeah, it's just a everyone's the hero of their own story. Exactly. So that's getting quite interesting. Actually. That's how you need to keep me um, like up to speed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know where he's going to go with it because he's kind of just doing his own thing and yeah. dropping in hints. But I don't think he's told the DM he's going to do it or anything. Mm. He's just kind of seeing how it goes. Yeah. No, that, that we didn't do really the pirate one, which was a bit upsetting. Mm. But we just played another session, and then we played Betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, that, I, I can never <laughs> the remember the game without that. any of the words "thus" in it, in where you yeah. expect there to betrayal be. Betrayal at House on. I think Haunting, there is a the Haunting Hill. Betrayal. Yeah. It's Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah. Because it sh- it, I always internally call it Betrayal at the House on yeah. the Hill. If anyone Do- doesn't know what it is, in essence, you're up to six people exploring like a house, and you sort of go into a room and turn over another tile, so you kind of generate the house you're exploring, and then halfway through shit gets real and some the haunting happens and everyone dies in essence and like yeah. one person is turned into yeah. an agent of evil yeah and you've got to go read what you've got to achieve and then the rest yeah, of the there's... group's got to figure out what is happening but you don't tell each other so you don't really know what each other's got to do yeah it's really cool it mm. is really 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 and there's really loads cool. of replayability because there's like 50, depending on what item you find and what room you're in and stuff you, there's like 50 different stories that you can do so you can just like and it's different each time so it's just randomly generated cool. by cards you draw yeah, and things yeah. so, I remember the first game we played of that where we ended up with a suicide pact in the master bedroom because <laughs> yes. I can't remember who it was I think oh no 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 I, I always play as oh what's the red guy Flash something he's like a fast runner and oh, yeah. I got loads of speed upgrades so I was like I could run f- so fucking fast and I basically ran all the way from like the bottom floor upstairs into the bathroom and stabbed a little girl to death. Wasn't that little girl me? No, that was Dicko. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, Dicko, you fuck, I'm coming to kill you. And I bolted upstairs and just landed and stabbed a little girl. <laughs> and then it was too late anyway, so we had to go hide in the bathroom and I had dynamite. And then we all like laid laid down. <laughs> and, and like I was like I lit one stick of dynamite and it killed like you guys, but I was still alive, <laughs> so I had to light another one. And then it was just like, yeah, Dicko, your fucking pigoos ain't getting us, bitch. And he was no. like, the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> and when Dicko says that, you know you got problems. I think the pigoos was a different time because that was when I was the oh shit, no, I, I'm, I'm I was the, I was the, the betrayer up. at that point. You were the dick, um, and I flooded the entire house with with ooze. Oh yeah. I think actually it was supposed to be like a weird sentient flesh, mm. but I couldn't like, help but see it as the ooze in my head from um, Ghostbusters 2. But, oh yeah, must, I must have stabbed Dicko at a separate time, because that does sound like something I'd do yeah. at pretty much any given time, like even yeah. if he wasn't to do with the haunting. I was like, hey, guess what, Dicko? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but this was like, yeah, that's just a little taste of what you can do in that game, and it's pretty good, would recommend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Betrayal's a very fun game. Did you play any other? Um, yes. We, so then we went to bed. Cause at that point, it was because it was had a quite a good D and D session. It got quite late. So we just about squeezed in betrayal. We thought, well, we we're all a bit tired and it's all dark. It'll be a good time to do it. Went to bed. Got woke, knocked up. Woke up in the knocked up in the morning. <laughs> well, not, um, that really does sound like quite a fun. Call. Got woke up in the morning by someone knocking on the door, going bacon, 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 knock, 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 and I was like, this is the best morning. <laughs> <laughs> had bacon, and then we played the Game of Thrones board game. Oh, you mean Ooh. that one that takes about 47 hours to play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fun, yes. though. It's a good game. We did the fir- we've, so I've played it a couple of times with you guys, and mm. it has taken quite a long each time. When we played it with these, this other group of guys we've got, the first time we played it, a year ago, whenever it was, actually we got through the game in two or three hours. Oh, that's pretty nice. good. So I think Speed if you actually... That's the thing. If you play it with, with people who's there to have... There to chat and sort of not focus on it you end up taking ages because mm. it is quite a lot to do and you've got quite a lot of thinking about it so if you end up talking in between rounds or what have you you end up not being able to think mm. about what you're doing whereas some games you can sort of talk at the same time as playing yeah. so, so what you're saying is that we we don't have our head in the game and we need to get better yeah we need to get good at board games yeah, the, game, the game's not there to have fun the game's there to concentrate on oh okay he thinks we love scrubs <laughs> no no it's good, it is good and it is, it is fun but it's a diff- you can't really, you've got to kind of because there's so much going on, you've got to sort of mm. focus on it. I mean, the, t- the the amount of tokens and nonsense there is in it. Oh god, it's yeah. pretty ludicrous. But it's good. It's, it's in essence, it's it's risk, but with a billion extra with thrones, sizes, with yeah. to sort of cover this sort of intrigue and that sort of side of things. There's no dice in it either, is there? There's no dice. No, there's no. There is a ever so slight expansion which introduces in the battles. Each side gets a random plus or minus one, which we don't ever play with. But, but other than that, there's no randomness in it as such mm. but it's all decided you all choose your orders for all your various armies and things 
put a token down face down so everyone chooses them at the same time but you don't see what anyone else has done and then after everyone's done that you reveal them all at the same time so you've got to kind of predict so that there's kind of randomness in that and you can't predict what the other person's going to do whether they're going to inevitably betray you this round or the next round um, but there's no actual dice rolling or randomness in that which is pretty cool if was it um, was it interesting to play it now? Because when we played it, it, was within the first couple of seasons. Of yes, the show. that's true. How was it to go through? Because there's like character cards, aren't they? Yeah, how most many of them have the, died. Yeah, I was going to say how many. Like, how, <laughs> oh, what percentage do you yeah, think of them most, are dead now? Quite a few. At least half, I imagine. Just um, take the cards out. House rule it. Because I mean, well, for starters, game. there's there's uh, this is I guess spoilers for anyone who's never watched Thrones but is intending to okay yeah. so Dicko basically no, but, um, no Dicko will never watch Game of Thrones he just keeps saying that so he looks cool and contrarian <laughs> he's like oh yeah I'll watch it one day whatever I'm gonna go watch my Dragon Ball Z because apparently that's like good but it's not also I'm a dumb poopy head that is what that's, he says he does say that direct <laughs> quote from him there and because he doesn't even bother to listen to this he'll never know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, out of the six houses you play as, one of them's Martells, which they're all dead now. Yeah. And one of them's Baratheon, which they're all dead now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for starters, that's two out of the six houses gone. Yeah. Mm. Starks are. Mm, well, they're fucking mm, cast at the wind. Yeah, they may or may not be gone, depending on. How far? Yeah. yeah. You haven't been um, sure. So, yeah, so that's almost half of the houses that you play as. Yeah. So, Targaryens aren't in it at all. Because yeah. it's, it's based, it's kind of set at the start of the series, I guess. Mm. So. Yeah. Like, so it's based around the original, the war that came around early on in the show, really. Isn't yeah. And um, the whole war for the north and yeah, there's the that whole thing. War of Five Kings or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Although it's, it's very good, I recommend. If but you need, it only re- the, as soon as you've got less than six players, you end up with effectively NPCs, uh, controlled areas, which then whoever starts close to them can take them quite easily and get quite an advantage. So it only really it works, but it works best with six, and it gets exponentially worse. I think the fewer people you have, yeah. So trying to find six willing people who are willing to sit through a potentially four or five hour board game <laughs> with a rule book that's not small. It's A4, and there's at least I think thirty or forty pages, which you don't need to. As long as one of you knows it, the actual meat of the game is relatively simple. But there's a lot of subtleties to it. So if you've got someone who knows it, at least it's not too bad. It's also but made those, by those caveats aside, it's very good. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> All it's, these things that will put you on the side. Yeah. It's made by Fantasy Flight Games, yes. isn't it? So the, the board and the cards and everything are just absolutely beautifully yeah. made. Because mm. they do they do loads and loads of 40k yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. and it's all just... It, to, basically, to sum it up, I think, the best way to sum it up to, um, as to who it's aimed for is that you get a two or three cardboard sheets where you get to pop all the tokens out. One of the tokens is a proof of like purchase token with like a little serial code on it. Yeah, yeah. So the game is definitely made for people who would like that. And people who make very poor choices with their money. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, it, it's the sort of game that if I had the money to spend on it, I totally would get those. I totally would get it. Cause yeah, it's we, we need fantastic. to play it again at some point. Absolutely. But, um, what else? And then one more we played. We played the XCOM board game. Oh, which is nothing like what you'd expect it to be. So if I so said there was, a, like there was an ex, if there was an ex, if I said there was an XCOM board game, what would you kind of guess? I would guess it would be around? exactly the same as Ludo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fucking Monopoly, and I was going to hit you with something. I would say it would be basically like XCOM. Yeah, that's like, you'd assume because XCOM is you, you, you know, you, it's you've got your move and shoot or double move or you've got it's yeah, all it's, based it's around like the board with, with a grid. It's a miniature yeah, game. Yeah. I would probably assume it would actually play a lot like Dead Zone. The, the Mantic oh, okay, Games one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that that you I oh I, that's what I expected it to be, and I would like that to be a game. But this is still good. But it's actually based. It is XCOM, but it's based around. The other bit of XCOM, the bit in between the actual missions. Oh, okay. So you play, it's up to four players, and there is a commander, a squad leader, a researchy type person, and then a fourth person. I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember. There's a fourth one that's similar in sort of role to the commandery type thing. And each of you has a certain thing to do, and then you use it. You've got the board with things, but then you've also got an app that goes with it. Ooh. And then so the science guy like researches stuff and does all of that sort of side of things. The commander guy decides who to send on actual missions. No, the um, squad leader decides to send on missions, and the commander decides where to put the interceptors and where to put satellites and things. But as you go through the app, it says, like, 
you go through the various setup bits and it says like, okay, well now there's enemies in the base, so you draw that card over. Right, next, you've got to do this next bit. You've got to set, um, decide what research you're going to do next. Right, you've got to do, you've got to um, allocate who's going on this mission. And there's a load of different bits like that, but for each one, you've got a very, very short and be like seven or eight second time limit. Okay. And then depending on the level of difficulty you play on the app, sometimes you, you've got like a limited amount of pause you can use. But it's all about, right, so the commander who has the, the, the tablet or phone or whatever you're playing it on, I think you can do it on a laptop as well, like a web-based app thing. He has to say, right, okay, squad leader, you need to decide who's going on a mission. Right, you've got this lot. Then they have to quickly decide this. And then you basically go through all of that so you decide where to put your interceptors, decide where to put satellites, do all these various setup bits. And it's like, basically gives you a heart attack. <laughs> you've got like <laughs> 10 seconds or so for each one. You've got to read off what you've got to do and quickly do it. And then it goes through all the various rounds of that. And at the end, it's like, right, okay, resolution phase. And you basically go round and see how you've done in that round. So it's kind of like a really time-pressured version of the base management type thing. And then also deciding who to send on missions, but not actually doing the missions. So it's completely different to what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But it's, it's, really, it's, it's, really, it's really cool. It's like completely different to any other board game because you've got such a time pressure. That's so weird because um, it's like it's like XCOM is literally it, yeah you've got movement phase shooting yeah. it's like it's there yeah and then they were like nah fuck it I mean, let's change it yeah it's, like, it's quite props to them That's yeah it's quite because like, we could go the easy way or we could do this thing um, yeah and yeah it's really cool actually I was really impressed <laughs> it was the first time because there was four there's four it's up to four players and there's four roles and there's only three of us playing because some of the other guys had, had to leave they stayed for the Friday and left on Saturday so it meant that and it makes the most sense that the commander and the role that I can't remember that's similar to commander go together because one of them is in charge of going through the app and also you've got like budget and things so you've got to kind of keep track of that mm. and then the other guy is the guy that's in charge of putting out the planes and putting out UFOs um, and it's quite a similar sort of role so you do that together but they decided because the other two guys wanted to be the other two roles I was both of those okay. <laughs> so I was like managing this app I've never done it before and there's a quite a good tutorial that you go through first but <laughs> I didn't yeah, the tutorial doesn't have the time limits and I knew um, that there was going to be time limits, but I didn't realise it was literally like seven or eight seconds each time. <laughs> just, oh so I think I had a heart attack the first time I played it. But it's very good. And it's not at all what I expected. Hmm. So That does sound very cool. Yeah. I might be possibly investing at some point. But I haven't looked <laughs> how much it is. Oh, um, Those sort of games... quite a few sort of little... Because it comes with three of each of the class, four classes of soldiers. So you've got like three snipers, three support, assault and rocket launcher heavy guy so it's got like actual minis of each of those and then and then like eight or nine minis of little interceptor models and ufo models and things so because it comes with all of that sort of guff i'm kind of assuming it's going to be relatively expensive yeah once yeah. you start getting to niche niche video niche video games uh, niche games board games that have little miniatures yeah things start getting expensive very quickly but i would recommend that too oh cool 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 was that all you played on your little, um, your, yes, that your was, little dirty weekend you had? Yes, I think that was it. Um, we had a few others that we were attempted to go for, but we didn't have time in the end because a lot of the games took quite a lot of time. <laughs> and D&D took up most of the Friday. Well, so. Shall I talk about what I've been doing then? Oh, yeah, fucking go on. go on. And by that I mean talk about the one video game that I get, that I have to talk about. You were r- fucking ribbing me so hard. Oh, Snipes done fucking nothing apart from getting legitimately butthurt all week. <laughs> I played one game. Yeah, Fuck but it's you. a really cool game. Okay, tell us about okay, the Okay, cool I played game. a game called Eldritch. Which Ooh, what's that about then? You may be very <laughs> surprised to hear it is Lovecraftian in nature. <gasps> no, you playing a Lovecraftian game? That's I know. so out of character. So the game is a roguelite. So you have, you know, one life and you've got to see how far you can yep. get. Randomly generated? Randomly generated levels, um, random random loot, you know, that kind of stuff. But it it's basically like, it looks like a Minecraft adventure map. So it's all like, like you know, meter-wide blocks. Okay. Like, everything's made out of that. <laughs> but see, with... now, now I'm just remembering, like, somebody legit made the Shadow Over Innsmouth Minecraft story map. With, like, redstone <laughs> and stuff. I don't think I saw that one. I, that's like the first Yogscast video I ever saw. <laughs> so that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And back when Minecraft videos were instant millions. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it looks like a 
a, a Minecraft map, like it ostensibly is how yeah. it looks, but with a, a, a Lovecraftian vibe to it. And it's also got like, they've intentionally distorted some of the textures and some of the blocks, so it almost looks like, you know on, on the PS1, how its textures would go really weird at certain angles. Mm. Like this weird distortion, I can't remember what it's actually called, that effect. But it's like they've tried to emulate that sometimes. Okay. So that it has, so that like you'll look down a a corridor that's supposed to have like tiles on the floor, and so it should have like a repeated pattern, but the pattern like is wonky because of like the textures like distorting. That it's really peculiar. Cool. Um, and you basically wander around these little dungeons and fight monsters, and then get to the end, and then you've got to go through several things. And then you'll pick up a MacGuffin at the end of it, and you need multiple MacGuffins to banish the old gods because they've okay, come back, yeah. and they are the straight up Lovecraft old gods. It's I think the three ones are Nalathotep, um, Dagon, and Cthulhu. The I don't classics. think Yog Sothoth. Is it Yog Sothoth? Yog Saroth. Yog Saroth. Anyway, it's fine. It's a word that cannot be pronounced in our language correctly, so that's I can mispronounce thing. it all day long. <laughs> that's that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's those three, and you got to find MacGuffins to uh, yeah. of them to go and banish them, and that's the whole plot of the game. So you got to do all those in one life. But I think that the game is kind of neatly summarised by my first encounter with an enemy, which is I have a broken. Well, I have a bottle in my hand, and that's my only weapon, just to hurl a bottle at something. Right. And I, I fall down a hole a little bit more than I intended to. Like, I meant to fall on a, on a little little platform. But I missed and, like, landed dead on an enemy, which was a tiny worm thing that looked like one of the sandworms from Dune. And when I got near it, it screamed like an adult woman. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you walked in on her in the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god! So I threw I threw a bottle at it, pulled out my spare bottle, also threw that. It was dead. Everything is good. But that was my first enemy encounter. And I was like, "What the actual piss is this game?" Um, you go around and you encounter more, more and more enemies. Like you encounter cultists, um, and you gradually get like a knife cultists, and guns. Yeah. Um, like the combat doesn't feel good. It's really really basic. Like it feels actually it does feel kind of. It's like a less impactful version of Minecraft's combat. Okay, right. So it doesn't feel good, but it's not really the point of it. You're just kind of yeah. getting rid of the enemies. Um, and you, So you go through these multiple stages, um, trying to find the exit and find um, keys to unlock extra areas. Um, and there's shops where you can buy upgrades... Um, although it doesn't, ha- it's not quite as cool as say something like the Binding of Isaac, which has like this ludicrously complex upgrade system where you can get loads and loads of things that have like weird synergies with each yeah. other, and you get to the end of the game and your character is unrecognizable. It's not really that because it's it's a first person game. And there's only yeah. three slots of things you can have, and you can't have multiples in each slot. You can only have one. So I guess the point is that you're not going to end up being overpowered. Cause... Yeah, yeah, they don't want that. Um, Interesting thing, the shops are populated by Lovecraft Lovecraft Mythos creations. So the first one I went into, the shopkeeper was a deep one. Um, oh. One of the fish people from Shadow of Rinsmith. Yeah. Um, the second one I encountered... Please tell me there was like a Yithian in there. It was a Shogoth in oh. a hat. Aww, <laughs> I like the Shogoth in a hat. Um, he which... drives you insane with his fantastic fashion sense. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, he drives <laughs> you insane with his prices. Oh, he's cry- he's, his prices are crazy. This sale is truly eldritch. <laughs> no sane man could conceive of these prices. <laughs> Open a shop, please. <laughs> um, if you steal from the shops, then they'll chase you. Don't do that with the Shogoth ones, because I've yet to figure out how to kill one. I shot it like 20 times, it didn't go away, I panicked and ran. Did you try <laughs> the bottle? I did not try the bottle because right. I I I thought the revolver, which I never needed to reload. Okay, technically, fucking guns don't do shit about a deep one. Yeah. So, first strike, Eldritch. Um, but do you want to know how I died? My my first life. How I died. Suddenly, you fell on the worm and were so weirded out by it screaming <laughs> at you like a lady that you just it just you killed just died. you. Died. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, you just went, eh. I beat that first area and I got to the second area, which actually I think is a DLC area because um, I, I noticed on the store page it said that this was added later, and it's an entire section based on at the Mountains of Madness. Charged DLC or free? Free. No, nice. it was just part of the game when we bought it. And I haven't actually read it, The Mountains of Madness. It's one of the few like well-known Lovecraft stories that I've not actually got around to reading yet. 
because um, I'm, I'm still only about halfway through my big book of com- <laughs> like Lovecraft's everything he ever wrote. I'm trying to remember the Mountains of Madness. You know vaguely what the theme for that story is. Yeah, people go on an exploration and. Oh no, that one! Yeah, I've read that one. That one's good. Yeah, that one is very um, good, actually. It's based on. It's, it's very, very tense. Uh, it's like um, oh, the lurking fear. You know, how there's that one yeah. part in it that it's a. It's nowhere near as good as that, but it's got that kind of tension in it. Yeah, if anyone... What the fuck? If anyone is is listening who wants to get into H.P. Lovecraft, um, his writing, his... I'd I'd say the best story of his I have read so far, like, bearing in mind I've only read about half of the stories he's he's written, is The Lurking Fear. It is the only time a piece of literature has actually kind of got under my skin. Yeah. Like, I don't get scared by by reading. I I bet movies and games barely affect me. Um, and books, especially so. However, this one got under my skin a bit. That is, is genuine. There's like moments in it where you're like, that is genuinely really fucking creepy. Uh. <laughs> it, it is a very um, good story. But yeah, um, at the Mountains of Madness, this, this part is based on. So you go to a snowy caves and you're wandering around those. My first life, like, I just kept getting whittled down by enemies. And I was killing, I believe it was a giant floating eyeball with a revolver when a six foot tall. Hang on, hang on. Okay, one the, back. The floating eyeball had a revolver, or you were killing it oh, I, I with had, a revolver? Oh. I had the revolver. Bye, okay. <laughs> it's Lovecraft. The fucking floating eyeball stole my gun! <laughs> it's Lovecraft, not a 90s FPS. <laughs> okay. Okay, in what 90s FPS do floating eyeballs wield firearms? I don't know, PO'd probably does. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Um, but as I, was, as I was doing that, um, I then got killed by what it turned out to be was a six foot tall penguin who'd creeped up behind me and murdered me. Oh my god, that's right, because H.P. Lovecraft was genuinely afraid of penguins. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, he had a phobia of penguins. I can't remember what story oh, that was. It isn't, it's in, in the Mountains yeah, of uh, Mountain Madness. Um, there are giant penguins in that, which is where it's from. I was like, what the fucking... I went and looked up after this, because I hadn't read the story, and I was like, oh, there are giant penguins in it. Well, I guess that makes fucking sense, but giant fucking penguin what? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Giant eyeballs that steal my firearms, okay, but six foot penguins, fuck off. But um, but yeah, so I, I I played through it a second time uh, and got a lot further in in that that area. But then I found out the biggest problem in that area is not the giant penguins. It's not the elder things. I think they're called, which are these. Oof, they're like an upright walking um, deep sea worm with like butterfly wings. Oh, mm. that sounds. I think they're called the. I think the elder thing. I think I did write it down. Um, yeah, it is the elder thing. Mm. Is what they're called. Because I was thinking it was going to be a dark young. Because those things freak me out. Because they're, they're po- like, like you know that Pokemon, the, the executor. Basically, that if it didn't have eyes, and it was so, murderous and had goat feet. So it's a moving tree. It looks like it. It's, <laughs> the thing is, it sounds stupid, but it's fucking creepy. That is legitimately in. It's so creepy. The, there, there are there are trees that try and eat people in um, the chase, which is a second series Doctor Who story. That was the last <laughs> one I've watched. I've, I've fallen behind in trying to watch all my Doctor Who's. But saying that, um, the Lovecraft um, deities are actually canon in Doctor Who if you read the novels. Okay. Um, they in Doctor Who. Doctor Who canon is a, a mind bending oh. journey, so um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, in in Doctor Who, like the novels, um, all of the Cthulhu mythos, like gods, yeah. they are all real, and they are the reason that Lovecraft wrote about them. He thought he was writing stories, but he was actually writing about these real gods that existed. That's what happened. That that's in Doctor Who. What's supposed okay. to have happened? Right. And there's various things that happen in the show over the years that have retroactively been attributed to various Lovecraftian creatures. Oh, okay. Like there's certain enemies that he'll fight, and like if you read the novels, they go, "Oh yeah, that was Nolothotep, or that was that was Dagon." Um, and you know they'll actually These do that. Relatively new novels, or from like the sixties. Uh, I think the ones that did it are from like the eighties. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure which which run they are. I've, yeah. I, I'm, I, I've I'm, I'm two seasons through the through like the 36 or whatever it is of the show. Um, no excuse. Like I'm not going to get into the novels just yet. <laughs> that that's a that's a deep yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm not going to go down. But but no, Eldritch is is really really fucking weird. Uh, yeah, my second life, um, I got to the Mountains of Madness part again, and I realised that the icicles were the worst enemy. 
because Ooh, what, the you have scariest to, of all enemies. Yeah, like there's these these elder things shambling around, these things with with like tentacles for legs and no visible arms or faces that have just got a weird massive stuff on top of them in this really retro like super low poly style. These horrifying entities. But no, it's the icicles that keep killing me because they're on the roof and you have to be looking up at all fucking times because what will happen is you'll peek around a corner because there's just shit everywhere trying to kill you and then an icicle will just drop on your head because I wasn't looking because they drop down automatically when you stand underneath them. So you've got to constantly be looking at the roof which is just the most annoying shit. That sounds really fucking frustrating. That has been... Yeah, that's what killed me. I think actually that's what whittled my life down so much on my first run as well because I didn't notice them on my first run because I was too busy, um, you know, being shocked by eyeballs and penguins. No, no, that, that makes sense. I can definitely recommend trying it because it's really weird that it's it is this this dumb little minecraft looking like ps1 level graphics game (laughs) but it's got really good atmosphere because it doesn't just throw monsters at you like straight away you'll have quite a bit at the start of each dungeon where you won't see anything and all you'll really know the only reason you'll know monsters are there for a little while is that you'll occasionally hear one in the distance or you'll hear a door open Oh, okay. no. And you'll go, where the oh, fuck was that? Oh, no. Because <laughs> the thing is, when you actually see the enemies, they're, they're just dumb little little things, and you just kill them with a knife. Like, they're, they're, like the combat's really quite easy to, to kill things, provided you know where they are. Yeah. Um, and it's quite easy to avoid um, projectiles and things, so it's not too bad, at least in the early game. But when you can't see the enemies, they're really freaky. Mm. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I'm always the, at my most freaked out, and I'm sure I'm not alone with this, when I'm playing a horror game and there's something in the game that wants me dead because it's a fucking game and it's a horror game and I don't know what it looks like. That's the scariest moment. And then as soon as it's like popped up and been like, bleh, then I'm like, that's less, less scary. But moments before that, when I'm just like, it could be literally anything, it's like, you know, and like the whole weird Minecraft PS1 graphics, it's like, it, it could still be really creepy. Like Spooky's House of Jump Scares, like a couple of the monsters in that like were quite startling to look at. Oh, yeah. Not, 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 like, terrifying, like, Silent Hill or nothing, but they were still kind of spooky. <laughs> well, Spooky's House of Jump Scares is weird because it's the mo- it's the stupidest really good horror game that exists. <laughs> because on top of, like, having this intentionally... It's like the video game equivalent of a, of a clickbait article. Like, how so? <laughs> because it it's like markets itself on jump scares, oh, and yeah, okay. it's really like blatant with what it's doing. Of that, it's just trying to make you jump, and it's not. And like early on, especially, it doesn't feel like it's really trying to like scare you or get under your skin. It's but as silly. you go, it like you'd think it'd be really abusive with those jump scares, but it paces them really, really well, so they never fully lose their effectiveness. So you'll be running and running and running for ages, and then a cute little squid will just pop out on the wall with this adorable, like, did you noise? And you'll scream your ass off and be like, <laughs> fucking adorable little octopus, just fuck you, you stupid fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> but then it'll spawn an enemy that's genuinely terrifying because it's like some Silent Hill abomination that just appeared out of nowhere. And all the while you're running away from it going, I can't let it get to me, I can't let it get to me, I'm on room 750, I need to get, I've got another 50 rooms to go, oh Jesus. And then another dumb, adorable skeleton thing will pop out at the side and make you jump again. Because not only are you being chased, <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. these dumb little things trying to make you jump the entire time. Adorable little chibi skeletons popping yeah, out. And you're like, I can't fucking deal with this. I, I genuinely really, really like Spooky's House of Jump Scares. It is. It is good. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I can I can recommend Eldritch, certainly. Like, the, the combat's kind of lame. It, it's not It's not good combat. Um, it, it's like a horror yeah. game, and, and it's based on Lovecraft stuff, so yeah, it if, makes sense that you can't do shit. Yeah, if you have any interest in, in Lovecraft and the way the stories are told, or if you have read read them already and you, you will be the sort of person to recognise the monsters and go, oh, that's from that story, you know? Um, then you'll probably really get a, get a kick out of it. I can't remember how much it is because we bought it ages ago when it was on sale. I think it's about tenner, so it's not it's not too bad. Um, um, Eldritch is good. Um, play it, I guess, or don't. It's up to you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous indictment from you there. I want the if they ever do a physical release, I want that on the box. <laughs> play it or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm not your some mom. asshole. <laughs> I'm not your mum. So, I'm going to make it my mission to try and do one thing 
before ne- the next podcast. One that, thing that, that isn't, isn't Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> and isn't getting super bot hurt. And isn't getting super bot hurt, which in my defense, that's just because the rain happened and I got butt hurt about the rain. Which is not entirely incorrect. <laughs> you can't blame the rain for everything. It's the rain. <laughs> it fucking it came and made me. Blood. All you had to do was play a video game that doesn't involve rain. Uh, well, I, I did some WoW roleplay today. Yeah, okay, let's. <laughs> it's better that you just played Overwatch. Okay. Okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite attacked right now. It's supposed to be a very caring and supportive environment, and I don't believe you guys are being conducive to such. One thing I noticed is that no one actually suggested a YouTube career for Drummer Matt. No one. No one. No one wants me to do it, obviously. That's me. Well, off maybe the hook. everyone wants you to do it, but they're scared because you're their ultimate husbando. <laughs> you don't. You don't know that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. They're maybe. scared if they if you make a YouTube channel, they'll learn too much about you, and all the mystique will be ruined. No, this is true. Yeah, and you won't just do it in a mask. Do um, what in a mask? Sorry. Whatever it is that they want me to do on the internet. <laughs> That's a very dangerous thing. <laughs> there is a website called Chatterbait that I think might be helpful for Sha- you. I, I don't want to look that up, do I? I? No. I don't want to look it up at work, do I? No, no, you don't. <laughs> okay, so, so, drama, where can people find you? Um, I guess on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> right, if anyone has any pet treats to send drama, Matt, then uh, open a P.O. box for us and send them to yeah. the P.O. box. We also accept troop waffles. That'll be fine. If they want to send us miscellaneous snacks for our recording week because we're going to be living together for a week when yes, we record which is quite are. exciting so if anyone wants to send us you know food so we don't die that would be fine yeah or lubricant <laughs> yeah. or send send lots of money to the band Kickstarter yes. so that we In, can so we can afford to eat yeah. and record yeah or don't nice. do, do whatever you like it's yeah. fine or not. It's we, cool. we love you regardless so Talk okay it. okay so we're going to go away now and Drama isn't because he's going to He's, I think, I'm pretty sure he's got bed sword to the couch. He's amalgamated with the couch. He is one with it. Yeah. Yeah. He can see through time. He can see sofas <laughs> of all time periods. He can see so far through time. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, oh, fuck you. Okay, we're going to go before I, I pun everyone to death. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us sniping. We're pretty much fucking anywhere. You can find Drama Matt on our couch. And until next time, take care of yourselves. And send stroopwaffles. Bye. Bye.